0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Product Coalition podcast. I'm on my European today where I'm really excited to be joined by Showbit Chu. Showbit, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. I'm really glad to be here.
0: I've been looking forward to sitting down and recording with you for a while. So I'm really looking forward to chatting through um, the habits that make for strong product managers. I think it's going to mean a lot to the audience.
1: Awesome. I'm really excited about it.
0: Brilliant. Now, for those listening, I'm visiting or was visiting five cities across Europe to interview over 50 product leaders. Unfortunately, due to the COVID-19 situation, that isn't possible. So all of these sessions are recorded remotely. Now, with remote podcast recordings, it does mean the sound can be a bit tinny or we could get a few dropouts. Apologies for that. Simply doing the best I can, given the situation. Now, if you like this episode or any of the episodes of the Product Coalition podcast, please note that they're all dedicated to raising awareness and support for the bushfire-affected communities and wildlife in Australia. Now, those communities are also additionally affected by lack of tourism dollar that will come to them this year due to the COVID-19 situation. So if you'd like to support the communities, the volunteer firefighters or the wildlife of Australia, you can do so over at bushfire.productcoalition.com. Now, if you've just discovered the Product Coalition, welcome. We're a global product community of over half a million readers, 6,000 Slack members, and thousands of podcast listeners. You can head to platform.productcoalition.com to find out more. Now, there's a few brands and individuals that have made significant donations to the Bushfire fundraiser that I mentioned. First up is user pilot. UserPilot is a code-free user onboarding and adoption tool designed especially for product management teams. UserPilot helps to increase conversion, user retention rates, and reduce churn by guiding new users to their first aha moment with interactive walkthroughs, contextual product tours, and onboarding checklists. It allows product managers to build fully customizable behavior-triggered in-app experiences with a simple visual editor. Head to userpilot.com to grab a demo and a free trial. Product-led teams like Mixpanel and Flexport know that the best time to capture engagement is when a user is already inside the product. That's why they use Chameleon to drive feature adoption, build onboarding flows, and gather user feedback. You can give it a go at trychameleon.com success. And some of the individuals I'd like to make, uh, sorry, like to shout out to is Rich Miranoff, Chris Miles, James Woodley, and the gentleman on the podcast here with me, Shabit Tug, for their donations as well. It certainly means a lot it, sure, let's get stuck in. I'm really looking forward to talking about habits and how habits can, can create strong product managers. But before we do, would you mind sharing a bit of intro about yourself and your career path into product?
1: Totally, totally. So I currently work at Google as a product manager for a product called Firebase which helps uh, developers build uh, better apps. Uh, and, and I came into product after being in management consulting for a little bit uh, and you know, worked through various startups, came over to Google. The other thing that I do is I have started a company and a class called Intentional Product Manager, which is all about teaching what are the habits that make for strong product managers and help product managers accelerate their way through their career.
0: Awesome, thank you. So I assume that's touching on a lot of your learning throughout your career is, is what you're bringing to, to students there. Could you tell me a bit about how did you get started thinking about habits?
1: Absolutely, so, so, so it started with um, sort of a phase in my career where I wasn't doing that well. And and really, it was the first time in my career where I was not performing you know, at the highest level at some You know, in some sense, I was underperforming, and I was just wondering what is going on, because I've been reading all these blogs, all these medium articles, everything that I can find about product management, and I'm trying to apply all of that, yet it doesn't seem to be working. And like my review shows that my impact has been low. My psychology is not really where it needs to be at. My mindset is not great. I just feel down. And then over the next year, I realized that um, I had let the job run me rather than me running the job. You know, Basically, I was taking the job as designed. I was taking all the demands as designed, and just had let it overwhelm me. And that's when I decided, nope, not again. This is not happening again. So over the next year, I just try to experiment a lot and figure out what is it that would make for me to get back where I need to be to like really excel here and to not let it overtake me. So that's, that's where these habits came to, came to mind. And then later as I moved past that company, Oh, by the way, you know, at, at the end of the first year I had the top rating.
0: Right.
1: So I was like, cool, this works. But then the next question was, Hey, can I teach it? So uh, as I moved on to the next uh, job, which which happened to be at Google, I floated a a class with uh, eight students. I I, I literally, I posted on Slack, hey, I'm starting a new class. It's free. Please apply. And I'll pick eight people and we'll go through the class. Well, 40 people applied. I selected eight. They all went through the class. And by the end of uh, the 10 sessions, the 10-week program, everybody was still there and like really excited. Everybody left me testimonials. And the thing that I was worried about is that because I'm not charging, that people will start dropping off because we, we don't (laughs) tend to value things that are free very often. Like, oh yeah, that's just free. That's why sometimes events just charge like 10 bucks so that people show up uh, to this. So once, you know, this happened, I was like, okay, perfect. This thing words it's something valuable to product managers and, and that started my whole journey into habits and intentional product manager.
0: Great There's something that you just mentioned at the start there around how you how the job was running you um could, could we talk a bit more about that could you give us some examples I, you know when you said that it actually came to mind for me I've had some of those experiences as well in my mm-hmm. career and um I'm keen to hear what for those who want to reflect inwards and assess is the job running them mm-hmm. what, what are some of the examples where that, that you've either seen in students or you yourself has, have experienced it yeah
1: yeah so uh i i would say three main things number one is is just how do you feel at the end of the day do you feel like as if you got hit by a bus um do you feel like completely drained do you do you think about hey is this really what i signed up for is this product management or do you feel energized motivated do you feel like you could still go on and do something more productive like that that is signal number 1 signal number 2 is how you show up to other people so if you asked people and said describe me you know give a few words that describe me if they say rushed if they say busy, if they say unfocused, clearly that your job's running you and you're just trying to like keep up rather than you running the job. And then for me, the third one is really, um, you know, when, when you think about day to day, you go about, do you have a sense of clarity? Where is it that you're gonna contribute the most? Right, you, you, can you point out to things and say, yep, I made that happen and without me, it won't happen, or did you just do all the busy work instead of your life's work? So I think those are three really good indications you can look at and say, "Yeah, either my job's running me or I'm running the job."
0: Nice, nice. Um, there's certainly some points I'm reflecting on historically for our my career um, where some of those signals that you've mentioned there um, are good indicators to watch out for. Okay, thank you. So. We spoke a little bit there about, about the problem and um, you, you've, what, what I love is your approach, how you've gone about identifying not only how to solve this yourself, but having to, to teach it as well. When it came to, before we talk about the, the habits that you teach, what is it that your process that you went through that changed for you personally over that year where you tried to build and learn what are the right habits?
1: Hmm. Yeah, so uh, I would say a lot of test and learn, for okay. sure. Okay. Even even now, even in like my current iteration of the course, it's different from what it used to be six months ago or three months ago. Um, but it all started to fit together with one, uh, one um, uh, how do you call it, like foundational habit, which I call powerful presence. and And the goal there is that before you approach any sort of situation, you know, whether it's, it's working on your own, you know, you really want to focus and work, work on your product strategy, or maybe you want to have a meeting where you're presenting to 15 people or just, just a one-on-one chat. Uh, how is it that you want to show up? Like, are you intentional about that? And there's various ways, various ways I do that but like one of them is the concept of writing down the three words that describe you. In fact, uh, you know, before I got on this podcast, people who are listening to it won't see it, but I had these three words on a sticky and I put it on, oh. on my monitor. So it's just like one of the things I do to make sure I show up with, with intention. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's the constone And it's really what it helps with most is energy. We, you know, we think we are working very hard and so we're losing energy all day. No, that's not true. It, you know, there's been enough research that you lose energy in transitions, not in the actual work. So if you are like, you know, product managers, you know, going to a 30 minute meeting, doing something else, you would know uh, that Jay very well. But uh, th- I think that's what we need to watch out for. So, so that's going back to your question, like that mm-hmm. became the Constone habit. And then I started really watching out for what worked for me, for the other habits, and then also kept getting feedback on and just listening to what people were saying so for example you know when we were talking about communication that was that's like the second habit uh i started hearing a lot about meetings and how i'll communicate in a meeting so then i brought together something for meetings and and then it it you know it just like sort of kept going in in that realm uh-huh. and then there there was a habit around influence which i just took out and built its own course cuz it's just too big to cover within the main thing but uh, uh that's how i came across the habits
0: one of the things i've noticed over the years is is wherever i'm at within my career um I'd be unhuman if I didn't bring it home in one way or another, either through the energy you return back home through the door with or how you talk about work when you're at home or if you talk about work when you're at home. Can I ask, in your situation, did people around you notice a difference with you when you, when you made these changes?
1: I, I, I think they absolutely did. Right. Uh, for, for some time, I, my wife did ask me, Hey, what have you been doing? Like, you know, <laughs> like, why are you always bouncing off the walls? Why are you so excited? Uh, and you're know, like, I'm, I'm typically a very calm person. So even when I'm excited, it's not like I'm just like going gung-ho. But you can tell. Uh, I had more energy to hang out with my kids. So, you know, she could, she could tell the difference. It made an absolute change in my, my life. And then my students tell me similar stories.
0: And, and on a similar theme, how did this impact your ability to switch off? From Because obviously when we do let the job run us, you know, you can have those late nights or the, you just can't sleep or you're worried about how to position something tomorrow or how to yeah. have this conversation that's coming up on Thursday. Did you find there was an impact to you and, and your well-being?
1: Yeah, um, it was, but there's a subtlety here. So rather than trying to switch off work, I'm just trying to switch on to the next thing. Right. and like literally okay i'm gonna switch on to hanging out with my kids and then i have a routine around switching on to sleep now not always the best i have certainly woken up at 3am you know uh, where i've been working on this presentation for a while and it's not been clicking and at 3am i wake up and i'm like i have it and there's <laughs> no way i can go back to sleep then i just gotta get up and and finish it, finish it up. And, and some of my counterparts who work with me in engineering, they've gotten emails from me at 4.30 in the morning. I'm like, yeah, no emergency, just that I got up, I, I thought I figured it out. And, and here's a draft of the presentation. So not 100% successful, but it's helped quite a, quite a bit.
0: I love it. So intentional product management and also intentional non-product management. Keeps a healthy balance.
1: I, I mean, it's all interconnected, right? Like, So but when I do one-on-one coaching, it's, the whole point is that you can't work on work without thinking about your life or your energy levels or uh, uh, how your relationships are or what your mission is. Like all of it just comes back uh, to help each other or harm each other.
0: Right, great, great. Let's talk about some of the habits, Shobit, that that specifically um, you've, you've discovered that mean the most and have the most impact. Could you, could you talk me through some of those?
1: Totally. So the, the first one I mentioned was powerful presence, which is the act of transitioning into the next thing so that you show up as your best self. That's, that's the foundational habit. Then I go into consistent communications. We all know communication is core to product managers the The main thing that I focus on is, I would say two main things. One is clarity uh sorry, three main things. clarity. Second is about customization. like can you really quickly figure out what the other person needs and give them the map that they need not 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 just the entire territory? like no, don't try to explain everything. And the third one is communicating in tricky situations. Let's say. You don't want to do something. Right. How do you, you know, fight that off, or or you want to give someone bad news, or just apologize? You screwed up. So those those are things I focus on in communication. Third one is meaningful meetings, which is often a favorite because you know it's it's a very unfavorite topic for product managers. They feel like they're going from one meeting to another. Um, and and really, what I focus on is not so much necessarily about make it the most efficient, but it's all about how do you shape your team's web, shape your team's culture right. through meetings. So, so that's uh, habit number three. Four is powerful productivity, where it's all about how do you get the most important things done and not just, you know, a giant to-do list, which most of us carry along. And you don't carry, carry around the guilt of not having done million things because that's the life we live as product managers and then last like the the icing on the cake is the is real relationships so once you start to do all of these well and you are intentional about relationships i think that's what supercharges uh, your life as a product manager
0: okay thank you now you've been teaching these habits for a while shabit across um i'm assuming different types of people in different types of organizations in uh, different states of America, if not internationally. Um, What is it that you've you've found through your exposure to so many product people that are trying to improve how they go about their day?
1: Yeah, I would say, Jay, there's been a lot of surprises. I would say probably the three biggest ones. One, I thought that this would only apply to early career PMs. I was like, oh, you know, like folks that are directors, folks that are, have been doing product management or even any kind of job, they have this figured out. Um, nope. They, they, it's like, uh, one of my students said that, you know, you actually build up bad habits over time. So this is shipping, shipping those off and, and restarting. So, so that that's been pretty surprising. Second, I, I always focus these on what would make you intentional and and feel much more fulfilled, but didn't really think a lot about what impact it had on your career. What I'm what I'm finding is folks start doing a lot better in their career, and this includes just their current positions starting to accelerate things there, getting more responsibility. But the other part is even finding new jobs. You know, if you're good at communication and relationship building, of course, you're going to do better at at the next, uh, next job. So, so, so that's been pretty surprising. And then the third one for me was, you know, just like I started to see various subtleties when you are in a small company where you might have, you know, basically the one founder is driving the product roadmap and you're trying to, to gain control like like that thing. There's certain subtleties, versus you're in a large organization, you need to get buy-in across seven different people to proceed forward. So especially the meetings and the communication habits and productivity, these three change quite a bit depending on the on the context. So I've been trying to be more intentional myself and you are know, pointing out those uh, different contexts and, and how they affect what you do.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. Thank you. Can I ask, Shabit, with the current situation in the world, every product manager near enough is probably working from home listening to this. how um, Have you seen the habits need to change, if at all, or what patterns have you changed yourself or habits of you changed with such an emphasis now on working from home and have it, and everyone being from home no one's ever going to be in a, in a physical meeting room at the moment
1: yeah yeah it, it, it adds a lot of uh, challenges to it and I, I would say a couple of things one it it pretty much makes this more important because some of the lines that you draw that you know that just exist that hey am i on my commute from work those have gone and then, you know, the line between kids walking in at some point while you're in the meeting, like those lines are blurring. So if if anything, these habits have become more important. And I've experienced that just on my day-to-day working, I, I started to realize that I had started to drift off myself as we transitioned into this and I had to recommit myself and be like, okay, this is what I'm gonna focus on. Back to the basics. The other part that's been uh, interesting is I work a lot with with the uh, folks, uh, with my students on, um, um, on not just how you learn this, but then how do you make it a habit, right? So what are the triggers you're going to use to kick off a habit? Like when do you know you're going to, um, for example, get ready for that next situation, do that quick, powerful presence so you show up as your best self. I realized the way I used to do it is I used to, Look at my phone to figure out, hey, where do I need to be next? Like, where's my next meeting room? Now, my next meeting room is right here, right? right. It's, it's always right here. So I, I realized that I had actually stopped doing my habit because my trigger or my no, cue right. it just changed, and so I had to readapt and rethink about, okay, what will be my new cue and and you know how do I recommit to it? So Great. those are the changes that have that have happened.
0: Um, Shobhit. When when you're working with your students, uh, over what period of time do they normally implement these changes and obviously for any habit, it's it's gotta be habitual, means typically means you've got to practice it a lot. Over what period of time do they start to feel the results and feel the change and 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 get the value?
1: Yeah. So two answers to this. One is immediately. You know, immediately they start noticing an impact. But this the, the point is that everybody doesn't gravitate to the same things. So like, you know, for example, when we speak through the meetings, the what I call meaningful meetings habit. what I um, tell them is, look, I'm going to give you a lot of tricks. Think of this as um, it's a refrigerator full of supremely delicious, healthy, organic food. Now you're going to not eat the whole fridge at once, right? But I would recommend start with these one or two things. And what I found is different people tend to gravitate towards uh, different things. So like one of my students, for example, uh, he gravitated towards, in communication, he gravitated towards the listening skills, which is, is is part of the communication skills I talk about. Then he also gravitated towards productivity because that was his his biggest pain point, while another student... All she did was master powerful presence, and you know everything was worth it for her because that just is the the foundation that changes everything. So it, it is very variable depending on students.
0: And is there a, a particular mindset that students need coming into this? I, I assume a desire to see an opportunity to improve, but yeah. is that all beyond that that you find? So.
1: So every every class we begin by saying these four things again. So I'm just going to say those here. So one is uh, from today: the job will, we will run the job; the job will not run us. Second, the realization that we are all playing roles in life; we're not fixed; we don't have a fixed mindset, but a growth mindset, and we can adapt to the situation. Um, Third is. you know what? I'm blanking on the third. I remember the fourth. Maybe I'll all come right. back to the third. Okay. Wait, but the, the fourth one is I borrowed it from Brendan Rashad, which is common sense is not common practice. So you can dismiss all these habits by just saying, yeah, of course, that makes sense. That's, that's common sense. And then I keep challenging you. Okay, well, tell me exactly yesterday, how many times did you do this? Zero. Okay, perfect. So, you know, the, the, we focus a lot uh, a lot on that and i remember the third one so the third one was that us as product managers um i i i I joke but i'm kind of also serious that we don't produce anything of value and by that what i mean is look we might write specs we might do certain things but nothing that often goes directly to customers what we produce is influence we produce the team working towards something awesome. And that comes from influence, which doesn't come from influencing tactics. You know, they can help, but it really comes from our reputation, which is coming from our consistent actions. So it it all comes down to consistent actions and and habits, which is number three.
0: I love that. And obviously that's a foundation of good leadership and for even, you know, associate or junior product manager, people breaking into product management for the first time to learn some of those traits out the gate I can imagine is very powerful from a career perspective
1: yeah yeah and, and it's fun
0: fantastic fantastic I wish I had something like this from, you know to guide me 10-15 years ago um, instead of learning things the hard way
1: <laughs> same here I, I learned things the hard way as well and yeah. you know, I'm trying to make it simpler
0: now thank you so much now for your students I understand Shobit they, they work just with you for the full sort of term of, of working through this course Is that that correct
1: yeah so the way we do it we uh, you know I've, I've recently changed the format to try to make it efficient so there's video lessons just so that you can watch it at any point and you can re-watch it at any point then i also put students in cohorts so that they can keep each other accountable and you know we're all social learners so they learn from each other's experiences and then there's q a calls with me where i try to Challenge them and provide some distinctions that would take them to the next level. So, like you know, if you are, for example, working on the listening habit, what are the kinds of questions you might ask to go deeper into what the other person saying? Things like that.
0: Nice, nice, love it. Thank you so much for talking me through this show bit. It's it's really interesting, and thank you f- for doing what you do for the product community as well. I think you know this this is just one person out there making a difference to the quality of product management globally. So uh, thank you for, for what you're doing.
1: Oh, no, thank you. I'm, I'm learning every time I, I, I talk to any student and I'm getting better myself. So, so it's just a, a, something that keeps giving back to me as well.
0: Brilliant. I've really enjoyed um, talking through this. You've made me reflect personally on my own career and, and my own habits that I either have or haven't illustrated historically. So um, thank you very much. I really enjoyed this session.
1: Thank you very much, Jay, for hosting me. It was great being here and great, great talking with you.
0: My pleasure. And thank you once again for your significant donation support, the Bushfire Fund. Um, I really appreciate it. It means a lot. Thank you. For those listening, I hope you've enjoyed this episode with myself and Shobit. If you have, um, please remember that this episode and all the episodes are dedicated to raising awareness and funds for the Australian communities and wildlife uh, over at bushfire.productcoalition.com. Until the next episode, thank you and goodbye.